Hello, you're listening to a Zen Studies Society podcast. To learn more about our community of Zen Buddhist practitioners, please visit zenstudies.org. Welcome. In this place, at this time, which happens to be the resumption, we are resuming our threefold Sangha meetings on Sundays after having had a brief hiatus. It's wonderful to see you all come here at this time together once again. The day today, at least, where I find myself is September 19th, 2021. It is Mandala Day, Celebration Day, because it's really the 21st, but we celebrate it on the Sunday so that we can all share in it together and have this experience of being reminded of the interconnection of the interdependency in which we all exist, in which we all find ourselves, from which we all arise. Conditionality. But also the 21st of September is the equinox in autumn. Ohigan, as the Japanese call it. the time when there appears to be balance between light and darkness, where we have the same amount of daylight as we have of darkness of night. And the Japanese tradition here is somewhat almost like Obon, because it is seen as a time to go and to visit and clean up again the graves of your ancestors. You go to the cemetery and you neat, we make everything neat, and you bow and you revisit. It's not so long after Obon, one might think, but it's an important staying in touch with the conditionality of our being as well. There are flowers that bloom around this time, like Chorus radiator, which is Higan Bana, or in English, the red spider lily. It just blooms around this time. And it was imported into Japan and the United States from Nepal and other Southeast Asian countries, actually. Beautiful flower, lasts only a couple of days, bright red with long, thin, also tentacles. That's why it's the spider lily. What does it mean, Ohigan? Of course, it is a time of change the change where the days will continue 
to get shorter and the nights continue to get longer. With the night time being the majority of time. And in the Buddhist context, various Buddhist schools have traditions with Ohigan, but all over we can say that Ohigan is a reminder, a reminder that the time to change is now. In the same way that in this autumn, we recognize that darkness will become longer and longer, we are called to recognize that the number of our days we have ahead of us reduces steadily. However, it is pointed out in this very moment of Ohigan also that we as human beings have the privilege to be able to encounter, to study, to experience the teachings of the Buddha. And that liberation is the birthright of a human being. Even though it seems that darkness will take over at times, we are called to live up to that birthright. Time to change is now. No other time can be found to change but now. And befittingly, September 21st is also the International Day of Peace. Peace. Even saying the word, even thinking peace. I am sure you as I feel a deep longing for the manifestation of peace. Peace and liberation go hand in hand. In Buddhist terminology, anshin, the peace of mind-heart, is peace and liberation in one. Anshin. How do we find this anshin? Now, of course, if we were to look at it from the point of view of this equinox, where there's the same amount of light as there's this amount of darkness, we could be led to believe that peace is an equilibrium between conflict and no conflict. But that is not what peace truly is. As Ohigan and as the activity of dependent origination teaches us, Ratitya Samutpada, Engi in Japanese, even peace needs to be dynamic, dynamic, flowing, responding, acting all at the same time. In this moment, 
in this moment in which we are called with our consciousness. So for that, I would like to read you something today from a book that is called Being Peace. Being Peace by Thich Nhat Hanh. A master in the Vietnamese Linzai tradition. So here's what Thich Nhat Hanh writes. The Buddha taught that this is like this because that is like that. You see, because you smile, I am happy. This is like this. Therefore, that is like that. And that is like that because this is like this. This is called dependent co-arising. Suppose you and I are friends. In fact, I hope we are friends. My well-being, my happiness depends very much on you. And your well-being, your happiness depends upon me. I am responsible for you and you are responsible for me. Anything I do wrong, you will suffer. And anything you do wrong, I have to suffer. Therefore, in order to take care of you, I have to take care of myself. There is a story in the Pali Canon about a father and a daughter who performed in the circus. The father would place a very long bamboo rod on his forehead and his daughter would climb to the top of the bamboo stick. When they did this, people gave them some money to buy rice. One day, the father told his daughter, my dear daughter, we have to take care of each other. You have to take care of your father and I have to take care of you so that we will be safe. Our performance is very dangerous because if she fell, both would not be able to earn their living. If she fell and broke her leg, they wouldn't have anything to eat. My daughter, we have to take care of each other so we can continue to earn our living. The daughter was wise. She said, Father, you should say it this way. Each one of us has to take care of himself or herself or themselves so that we can continue to earn our living. Because during the performance, you take care of yourself. You take care of yourself only. You stay very stable, very alert. That will help me. And if we when I climb, I take care of myself. I climb very carefully. I do not let anything wrong happen to me. 
That is the way you should say it, Father. You take care of yourself, and I take good care of myself. In that way, we can continue to earn our living. The Buddha agreed that the daughter was right. So we are friends, and our happiness depends on each other. According to that teaching, I have to take care of myself and you take care of yourself. That way, we help each other. And that is the most correct perception. If I only say, don't do this, you have to do that. And I don't take care of myself. I can do many harmful things. And that does not help. I have to take care of myself, knowing that I am responsible for your happiness. And if you do the same, everything will be all right. This is the Buddha's teaching about perception, based on the principle of dependent co-arising. You probably have encountered other human beings when they find out, oh, you are a Buddhist. What do you do? Oh, we a lot of zazen. We meditate. Well, isn't that selfish? You just sit down to liberate yourself? This look from a slightly different point of view of this codependency is very important. The difficulty we face is not it is not solvable, it is not attainable. It cannot be tended to as long as we reside firmly in the world of separation between darkness and light. So this idea of Ohigan, of the same balance here and there, coming to a point of stasis, is not the dynamic nature of the life we experience as human beings. It is not helpful for us to judge from a point of view of being a practitioner. Even our own practice I would go so far as to wean ourselves off to even think this is my practice, my practice. Already the my, the I am, the possessive, the distance sneaks into the interdependence. This is not my practice. This is the practice of interdependence. Yes, certainly I am called to do my part. I am called to attend to what I can attend to 
the most directly. We face ourselves and in facing ourselves, we face the conundrum of having been born into a world of this and that, of have and have nots, of all kinds of distinctions. But it is really important that we also develop the feeling and the intuition for this interdependence. Distinction and equality in Buddhism are concepts that are spoken about in many different ways. Doing Zazen, doing work practice, doing life practice, we are called to completely eliminate, obliterate that distance between self and other. And as we are so distinct, we are also so unique. And each of us is so precious by the expression of that interdependence that finds it never repeatable conditional manifestation in what is called you, your mind, your heart, your body your work, your activity. And if we all go and approach this activity from that realization of equality and connectedness, that special expression gains and shines from that very light of actualization of no self. Peace is dynamic. Peace is not stasis. Peace is not absence of conflict. Peace of heart mind also is not something that is gained and attained. It is something that is worked for that is actualized moment by moment. In our zazen, in this practice, in our work with our ancestors, with our living teachers, in the koan studies that the Rinzai tradition offers in doksan, in speaking with a Dharma friend, Kalyana Mitra. In our honesty, as we meet, we are working on the dismantling of stasis, of fixated ideas, fixed, fixated ideas about the self, fixated ideas about the world, fixed, fixated ideas that create reality. We deconstruct, we take apart that what is seen as external 
illuminates as being the expression of what's within us. Ultimately, all the continuation of any fixated ideas rests upon somebody repeating them, somebody acting them out. We ourselves do it all the time. And developing the open heart and the clear view to recognize it because it's not unnatural or anything. There is no value judgment with this. This is just the activity of a human being, of the need to mature into a self that knows the interconnectedness. So when we open our eyes at this atomic level and society, the smallest element of society is us. We can also attend to making this a better place to live in for everybody. We can attend to what the past has brought to this moment. The attitude and actions that are based upon unreflected, uncontemplated parts of ourselves. Being peace is being dynamic. Will it be without conflict? Certainly not. But conflict for conflict's sake just creates distance. Conflict as a means of engagement and a mirror to our own fixated ideas is a wonderful teaching tool in this practice and in many other practices as well. Pratitya Samutpada. This is like this because that is like that. an awakening to the responsibility that we all have in the thoughts we think, in the actions we take, in the heartful reflection of how we act and what we do is moving into a dynamic state of being at rest in motion, of being one within distinction, of being at peace within what might seem as apparent conflict. There is no way of authentic practice that anyone can do that doesn't engage with these realities of human nature. And that's what we are called to do in various ways. Some of us are artists. The expression in our art 
May it be writing. May it be images, videos, music, spoken word, dance. Informed by this is as authentic as the many other ways that we have to go about this maturation as human beings, as a society. Because you smile, I smile. Because you cry, I cry. Distance is obliterated with compassion, with empathy, and with recognition as this is myself. In these times of very, very strong polarization in many different fields, let us all find this unshin within ourselves so we can obliterate that distance of the other. It will make things in our own lives very different. And if we gather the critical momentum as a society, as a group of people, as a Sangha, as a world, to have that escape velocity from the planet ego achieved. Let's do it. Let's do it without expectation, without criticizing others, just helping each other to get the distance obliterated. It's a privilege to be here. It's a privilege to be allowed to address you. It's a privilege to function as somebody who speaks about their expression. That's all it is. There's no understanding. Expression and manifestation of these teachings of the Buddha. But ultimately, we are all equal and meet heart to heart. Please make that the core of all interactions. Peace. Peace be with us. May we be peace as dynamically as life is. This has been a Zen Study Society podcast. If you found it to be of interest, please consider making a donation by visiting zenstudies.org slash donate. Thank you for listening.